0: And welcome to this week's In the Oil Patch with Shale Magazine. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bilotto. Kim, a couple of great guests on tap today. We've got David Blackman coming up. Also our
1: energy expert.
0: Our energy expert. And also we've got a super special guest coming up later in the show. I couldn't
1: agree with you more. The guests that we have had uh, as of lately are just absolutely phenomenal.
0: And with that, Kim, let's bring in our first guest. He's our resident oil and gas expert, David Blackman. Kim?
1: Thank you, Alvin. And today we have back on the show our energy expert, David Blackman, who's with DB Energy Advisors. David, welcome back to In the Oil Patch.
2: Thanks. Happy to be here.
1: Well, David, once again, I'm glad you're back on the show this week to talk a little bit about energy. It seems like uh, the past couple of weeks we've had a lot of discussions on uh, the geopolitical scene and uh, what's happening with the elections. It's been a, a month since we discussed oil prices We've seen a significant move downward since that time. So, what do you think, in your view, has caused this?
2: Well, we've we've had uh, several different things happen over the last month. Um, you know, starting with more of the production uh, from Nigeria and other countries that had been offline, and even Venezuela has brought uh, production back online that had been taken off the market. Um, and so, that has increased supply, and at the same time, the Bodies just keep increasing production from Saudi Arabia. And um, then the third major factor has really been uh, that U.S. production, while it's continuing to decline, uh, it is declining at a slower pace than most folks had anticipated. And all those things, of course, are bearish signals to the market and, and indicate that, you know, that uh, supply is continuing to outpace demand. And uh, which means the surplus that has been on the market is not drying up as quickly as people have anticipated. And so all of that has basically resulted in a a significant pullback in prices over the last month.
1: Well, something interesting, though, is in the news, there have been some reports that OPEC is wanting to hold talks in September and possibly with another production freeze agreement taking place. And even Russia's energy prime minister uh, on Tuesday said that the country would also be interested in pursuing such an agreement with OPEC members. Uh, is this a cause for optimism? And then also with the fact that Saudi Arabia is still continuing to produce so much oil. How, how is this going to work?
2: Well, it, it, it would be, definitely would be a very positive thing for oil prices if all of those countries were able to get together and agree to freeze production, even at current levels, because the reality is that demand globally is continuing to increase and will continue to increase as long as we have economic growth globally. Now, you know, global economic growth is not as fast as people would like it to be, but Chinese, uh, China's economy... It slowed considerably from two or three years ago but with india and pakistan and some of the other pacific rims countries you know driving uh, growth you, you, the, the overall the global economy continues to grow and and that means demands increasing so if you were to freeze production at current levels it definitely would have a very positive impact on drying up what's left of the surplus globally and uh, at the end of the day, you would end up with a balanced market, and that would mean a much healthier oil price sometime next year.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, just quickly, these um, presidential campaigns that are occurring, do you think it's having any effect on the oil markets? And do you see also it playing a role in for the rest of 2016?
2: You know, I don't think uh, the, the campaign's having any real impact right now on prices. Uh, but once you get really close to the election, depending on how it looks, it's going to come out, uh, that could have some impact. Um, you know, the, the, the main thing that, that presidential politics creates in these markets is uncertainty. And so as you get closer to the election, the level of uncertainty is going to increase, and that could, you know, that could impact prices one way or another. But right now, you know, I just think the markets are more rational than that and don't really pay a lot of attention to, to that campaign at this point.
1: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, David, once again, thank you for joining us this week uh, for In the Oil Patch radio show and um, being our resident expert on energy and policy and politics. And until next week, we look forward to speaking to you again.
2: Great. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Thank you, Kim. And thank you, David Blackman. It's always great to have our resident expert on the show each and every week. And with that, we do need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the Oil Patch. My name's Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bellotto. And you know what? We'll be right back.
1: STEER is calling all oil and gas industry companies, contractors, and all community stakeholders to submit an entry or nominate a deserving company or organization for the fourth annual Eagle Ford Excellence Awards. The Eagle Ford Excellence Awards provides oil and gas companies, organizations, and their contractors an opportunity to be acknowledged for their efforts in preserving the environment, contributing to the companies in which they work and promote safety in and around the workplace. Submit your entry or nominee today. For more information and to nominate a company or organization, please email info at steer.com or visit steer.com slash EFEA.
0: Hey, 2016 is a great time to grow your business. And there is no time like the present to improve the awareness of your brand. Again, that's 210-240-7188. Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine provides services like print advertising and digital marketing. Our digital advertising services include website, email, radio, video, and social media. Shale also provides specialized web services from website management to search engine optimization and social media management. Visit our website ShaleMag.com. Once again, that's Shale, S-H-A-L-E, Mag, M-A-G.com to learn more. Shale is your one-stop shop for growing your business. Pick up the phone today and call 210-240-7188. Again, 210-240-7188. Welcome back to In the Oil Patch. My name is Alvin Bailey alongside your host, Kim Bilotto. Kim, today we've got a great guest in studio with us and it's always great to have Senator Uresti back in studio. Kim, take it away.
1: Thank you, Alvin. Today we have a great guest in studio with us today. He's actually a, a very good friend of mine. Um, Senator Aristi, welcome to In the Old Patch Radio Show.
3: Thank you, Kevin. It's good to be back.
1: We haven't had you here in quite some time. We had you here, what, last year? I thought you all
3: forgot about (laughs) it. No, sir,
1: but we know that you have been very busy campaigning. So start off by reminding, remind me again your district. I know it's a very large district and it encompasses a lot of oil and gas. So what, what does your district consist of?
3: Well, Kim, I have a very interesting district geographically. I represent about a million people. It's anchored in San Antonio. I go south to crystal city Carrizo springs um, over to uvalde and then all the way out to west texas to fort stockton and pecos so it's the only senate district state senate district out of 31 in texas that has both the eagle ford shale and the permian basin so it's quite unique in that regard
1: true and in our world in you know the oil and gas world it's extremely important to have someone that really understands how important oil and gas is to the state, and so it it makes me happy to see that you're a very seasoned elected official that understands how to get things done in Austin, but also how important oil and gas is just for the tax base and everything. Um, You sit on a couple of really important committees. What are those?
3: Well, I sit on several committees in in the Texas Senate. One of them is the Natural Resources Committee, and as you know, that basically covers everything that has to do with oil and gas. Uh, here in texas in in addition to that i sit on the senate finance committee this is my first session uh, serving on that committee and then recently i was appointed by the lieutenant governor dan patrick to the legislative budget board and there are four senators sitting on that committee along with the lieutenant governor and there are four state reps along with the speaker of the house that serve on the legislative budget board so the LBB, essentially, uh, our primary purpose is to draft a budget during the interim, so over the next several months, before the next legislative session, which starts in January of, of next year.
1: And are there certain areas in that budget that you um, are looking at as, uh, pertaining to oil and gas and, and anything that we need to be putting on our radar?
3: Well, as you know, they it, it's been the oil and gas industry has been a driving force behind the success of, of taxes and contributing to our budget because of the rainy day fund for every barrel of oil that comes out of the ground uh, severance tax is paid to the state of Texas and it goes into our rainy day fund into our savings account if you will and we use that to help us balance our budget which is one of the great things about the state of taxes is we always have a balanced budget and then two to help uh, provide for our public education and in addition to that, into transportation.
1: What do you feel about new pieces of legislation that are going to come forward that might have a fiscal note attached to it? What is the probability and the likelihood that they're going to actually get out of and to the floor for voting?
3: Well, depending on the purpose of what that bill, you know, is, is filed for, then, other it will be very difficult. I think because again we are in lean time, leaner times than we have been in the last several years. So. Um, if you file a bill and there's a writer, a fiscal note attached to it, in other words, it's going to cost the state of Texas some monies, and particularly if they're significant, then there's a process. It's got to be vetted and has to go through the finance committee. finance committee has to approve it. It has to pass um, the House Appropriations Committee, and of course, it needs a blessing of the Lieutenant Governor, the Speaker, and the Governor. So, and that's the case usually, anyway. I mean, regardless, that's usually the case. But again, given our uh, leaner economic times that we find ourselves in, it'd be even more difficult.
1: Right. Well, the other thing I wanted to ask about is so session is scheduled to begin, and you guys, um, all all of the senators and representatives, will be looking to put together pieces of legislation. Um, and I'm sure you're already at this point being contacted by um, nonprofits and companies, organizations that want pieces of legislation to be drafted and then put forth. Do you see, what do you see? Are you seeing anything uh, in the way of pieces of legislation that are going to impact the oil and gas? Do you see regulation coming? Do you see, um, are, is there anything that we should be aware of that uh, you're hearing? W- uh, pieces of legislation that might be problematic or good for the oil and gas industry
3: Well, let me start off by saying that, and a lot of folks may not realize this but the legislature the, the Texas legislature meets every two years for 140 days So we go back to Austin on January the 10th of 2017 and we have exactly 140 days to get the state's business done the the only bill that we have to pass is the budget i mean we're we're, we are required by the constitution to pass a balanced budget and if for whatever reason we're not able to get that done then the governor calls us back into a special session but it may be for two days it may be for two weeks maybe for a couple of months in order to get that passed of course he can call us back in for other reasons but that is the only bill that we are required to pass which is the budget nonetheless um on average, there are about 5,000 pieces of legislation that are filed every session, every two years. That's a lot. That's of, a
1: lot of bills. A lot
3: of bills. And that's why it's a good thing we're only in session for 140 days, and we're not like Congress in D.C. where they're, they meet year-round um, every year. But the good thing is also that we don't pass 5,000 pieces of legislation. On average, I would submit to you um, less than 10% of that is actually passed. That includes amendments and amendments to the amendments. So during the interim, in between the two sessions, which is about 18 months, of course you have to campaign, you have to get re-elected, uh, one, and then two, we have interim committee hearings. So our different committees will meet maybe once or twice a month. We start essentially doing our homework, if you will, between the last session and the next session. So we look at bills that passed, what kind of effect are they having? We look at bills that were filed but didn't pass, and we look at other issues depending on the time. So we're going to start to see more of that over the next several months as the Natural Resources Committee meets, as the Finance Committee meets, to look at the issues that have percolated to the top. And just to digress for a moment, for example, the Zika virus. I mean, that's been a hot issue. It affects everybody. doesn't matter if you're a Democrat or Republican, rich or poor. If you get bit by one of those infected mosquitoes, there's a serious Issue. So those are the kind of issues that will percolate to the top, that will take priority. With regard to the oil and gas industry specifically, because, again, in light of the low prices that we've seen over the last two years, uh, you might see some legislation coming forward uh, that might require less regulation, for example. But I haven't seen anything get filed yet. Pre-filing doesn't begin until November of 2016, the week after the election, And then I think you'll probably start to see a flurry of bills filed uh, one way or the other.
1: For or against. And that's probably when we'll try to get you back on the show to tell us, okay, what's coming this way. And with that, Senator Ristey, we do have to take a real quick break. We'll be right back within the Oil Patch
0: Radio Show. Hey, folks. Join Shale Oil & Gas Business Magazine in partnership with the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation for the second annual State of Energy event. Shale Magazine and the CCREDC will welcome industry leaders, business and community stakeholders for a discussion on the current state of energy sectors that include exploration and production, LNG and refineries, and the industry's future opportunities and challenges in a disruptive market. Our keynote speaker will be Karen Harbert, President and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for the 21st Century. We'll also have a special panel of speakers that you won't want to miss. It's all happening on October 12, 2016, at the Omni Hotel in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 11:15, and the speakers begin at 11:30 a.m. So get your tickets at the CCREDC website. That's www.ccredc.com. Again, get your tickets at www.ccredc.com, and we look forward to seeing you there.
1: And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Senator Carlos Aristi of the 19th District. Uh, Senator Aristi, most of your district encompasses the Eagle Ford and some of the Permian Basin, which makes it a very large district but also a very important district to us and, of course, your constituents that have oil and gas and, of course, the state of Texas because oil and gas we know is so important. Before the break, we were talking about how pieces of legislation uh, get filed and passed, and uh, how long we are in session. But one of the things I wanted to discuss with you is we have a new program. It's a new uh, coalition. It's called the Texas Energy Advocate Coalition. And it was actually created to help us advocate for the oil and gas as a whole. It's not a lobbying group, but what it is is it's a Advocates that are coming together to discuss with Texas legislators like yourself at session time how we support oil and gas and the energy sector and so we've been having regular meetings and mixers and so as we start developing this coalition we really do hope that uh, we will be able to uh, get in front of you more to be able to talk about things that affect all of us as statewide but also through your district so I wanted to to, to make you aware of that but I also you're up for re-election aren't you this year
3: I am I'm up on November November the 8th actually
1: so some of the things that you are doing to, uh, you know, help your constituents see what a great job you're doing is, one of them is your back-to-school campaign. Tell me a little bit about what that consists of.
3: Well, I, I again, I represent the third largest district geographically in the state of Texas. I have 17 counties, about 40% of the Texas-Mexico border, and, again, the only Senate district that has part of the Permian Basin and the Eagle Ford shell. Um Uh, just shy of a million people and these are good folks hard-working people but you know everybody needs a helping hand Um, I don't believe in giving people free rides but sometimes you just got to give them a helping hand and so what we have done over the last several years is raise money to buy backpacks and we do back-to-school events throughout my district so whether that's on the south side of San Antonio down in Eagle Pass we were in Del Rio last Friday we gave away about 1,200 backpacks we're going to Uvalde this week uh, out to West Texas so throughout the district, whatever we can afford to buy, we, we buy with the help of our sponsors and through my campaign, and we give away between 8,500 to 10,000 backpacks every year. And these are kids that need some help. They, you know, These are families that need a little bit of help. They're not looking for a free ride, like I said. But if you have three or four kids, if you can get three or four backpacks with some school supplies in it, it it goes a long way. It goes way. a long way. You know, sure. If you're a single mom or if you're a grandma that's trying to help out and raise a couple of grandkids, uh, um, it, it goes a long way. And you ought to see the faces of these little kids when they put on that brand-new red, shining backpack. It just fills them with pride, and and they're motivated. And, and if we can help our kids get off on the right foot the first day of school, then all of us are, are doing our part.
1: Well, I do believe, obviously, that, you know, education is the key to successful transition out of poverty is getting that great education and getting a great job. So that encourages you also, though, do a toy drive every year, too, for your constituents as well. And it's, again, not the handout, but... A helping hand, if you will, to help make sure that every child has at least one present underneath the tree. We do that.
3: We do an annual. Actually, this will be my 20th annual Christmas party, and the the admission is you bring a toy, and you can get into the Christmas party, and it's and just,
1: I've attended them. They're very have, nice and a
3: lot of fun, and uh, and it's all about giving back to our community. And we've given away over 100,000 toys to our. Our kids, I dress up as Santa Claus, so it's Senator Santa, and I go out in, <laughs> into the district and, and pass out toys to the kids. And then we also go to the nursing homes and visit our seniors that maybe haven't had a visit in a while. And they're feeling down and lonely, particularly during the holiday. And my staff dresses up as elves and um, uh, other characters, and we give them coffee mugs and calendars and just try to put a smile on their face. So it's, it's fun.
1: That's awesome. Well, I want to get into your constituents because your district, again, is primarily focusing a lot on oil and gas in certain areas. And um, now that we have a, um, a downward turn in the oil prices, um, I'm really interested to understand more of how is it affecting your district and your constituents. But we do have to take a real quick break and we'll be right back within the Oil Patch radio show.
0: Oil-filled Experts is the only place you need to go to locate any part, anytime for your automotive or oil-filled equipment needs. Specializing in hard-to-find oil-filled parts for your fleet maintenance needs, Oil-filled Experts have been providing parts and accessories to keep your tools turning since 1965. From the auto repair shop to the pump jack, call us to get the right part right now. Here's the number, so write it down. Oil Experts, 210-471-1923. Again, that's 210-471-1923. Hey, oil and gas friends, Alvin Bailey here. You know, every week, Kim and I work really hard to bring you up to speed with what's going on out here in the Texas oil patch. I also want to take just a minute to talk to you about your fleet needs. Whether you have one truck or 1,000 trucks in your fleet, I can help you. Call me when you have a minute and let's talk trucks. Did you know that the k Auto Group offers pickup and delivery right from our service departments? And I'll bring the dealership right to your desk. You don't need to drop what you're doing and come waste hours and hours of your valuable time haggling over pennies. I have a very transparent process with a simple pricing formula that ensures you're always going to get a very competitive price and the very best service available in the industry. So call me today, area code 830-480-3656, again, 830-480-3656, and let's talk. The Kalig Auto Group has Ford and Ram trucks for your heavy-duty needs. We also carry Mazda, Subaru, Volkswagen, Jeep, even Lincoln and Lexus for your luxury needs, and we have an Audi store coming soon. So whether you need work trucks for your day-to-day business or a new Lincoln or Lexus for you personally, call me. My cell number is 830-480-3656. Again, 830-480-3656. Or you can always email me. A Bailey at Kalig That's A Bailey, B A I L E Y, at Kalig, K A H L I G Auto, A U T O.com. I look forward to seeing you down the road.
1: And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Senator Carlos Aristi of the 19th District for the state of Texas, uh, one of the largest districts that focuses on having Eagle Ford Shell and the Permian Basin included in its district. And Senator Aristi, before the break, we were discussing how the downward turn of oil and gas Um, You know, how has that affected Texas when we go back and meet for session? And we've covered that. And now I want to drill down a little bit more and understand. Tell me how you see it affecting your constituents directly with possibly the tax base or their uh, taxes or how the schools have been taxed. Uh, Tell me what you see directly affecting your district.
3: Well, again, my district is unique in that I have part of the Permian and then I have part of the u and which I'm I'm very excited about as you well know and I've worked closely with with the oil and gas industry I have for example Baker Hughes has their one of their corporate headquarters just south of San Antonio I have Halliburton I have Lewis Energy I mean I have a, a, you know the big players if you will and then I have um, a lot of the the medium-sized companies also that are in in my district uh, lake trucking and and, and so many others so i've witnessed it firsthand and i've worked very closely with the industry to help them uh, progress and to help them prosper because in my view if the industry is prospering then my constituents are prospering and by that i mean they're getting finding full-time employment they're getting benefits that they might not otherwise have been able to see uh, their small moms and pops are prospering we saw uh, small motels popping up in in crystal city and Carrizo springs that otherwise were non-existent and so we saw while everybody was prospering the community at a hundred dollars
1: a barrel sure everybody was doing e- great
3: exactly at a hundred dollars a barrel and even when it was 85 dollars a barrel things were going well now we all know what's going on right now and it's unfortunate but hopefully that pendulum will swing back but the reason that I've been such a strong supporter of the industry is because I saw that all boats were, were rising and not just certain boats, and and I think there's some folks that might assume because I'm a Democrat that I'm not uh, pro-industry, but I think you know better than most that my record with them is probably 100%, or very close to it. Is as close to uh, voting with a good industry as one could expect
1: i do see that you um do understand how important oil and gas is to your community a lot of these um towns got new schools and uh received a lot of benefit and then you know as uh the oil prices uh you know decreased um there was some struggle there as well um that they didn't have the um surplus that they had had before. And I think that there are some struggles now as a result of that. And I really think it's been an eye-opener for those towns to understand really how important oil and gas was to them. And despite the fact that there might have been transportation issues and there was uh, crime was increasing a little bit and there was more traffic on the roads the the, the 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 scale of was it worth it or was it not I think has has definitely um, opened a lot of people's eyes to how important oil and gas and and us continuing this process is to these little towns to make them uh, viable and uh, economically uh, economically beneficial sure. to them
3: and what I was saying throughout were you know there were challenges as you mentioned but then there were those challenges I think present opportunities and I was calling them challenging opportunities and now even though the price has gone down more than we'd like to see I would submit to you there are still challenges now and and, but there are still opportunities and and it's just about thinking outside the box and you've seen some companies that have you switched gears and Diversified and and uh, taking advantage of the different opportunities, if you will, and they've had to adjust and and overcome. So we're going to get through this. It's been a tough time. I get it, but we're going to get through this, and uh, Texas will rebound because it's not only good for my district, but it's good for Texas as well.
1: That's and you know that's so important that you said that because again, in my opinion, a good elected official to understand that regulatory uh, framework does matter, but so does also having uh, not having too much to where it starts hurting the very thing that helps us grow and is a, a third of our overall budget for the state of texas is oil and gas so it's important that we have somebody in that seat that understands both are just as important um, and to be mindful and you know to, to look after both the, Constituents and, of course, the oil and gas, and have them come together. And you've done a great job of being able to understand both. Um, So I commend you on that. And you actually are really so good at it, Senator Aristi, that you actually have created a company that was that is called Turning Point Strategies. What um, does Turning Point Strategies specifically do for uh, your district and for your constituents and for the oil and gas sector?
3: Well, what most people may not realize is, as a senator, even though it's full-time job and that it takes a majority of your time or a lot of your time, I should say, um, we're considered a part-time legislature. We're considered a citizen legislature, and which what that means is we get paid $600 a month. And most po- most folks don't realize that. That's not, not very much. It's not very much. Uh, but obviously, I don't do it for the pay. I do it because of the... You know, the public service, it was a calling, and I love to help people at, at all levels. I just love it, and that's you know what's rewarding for me. But uh, $20 a day doesn't quite pay the bills. And so uh, other senators are uh, business folks. Uh, they're lawyers. Uh, they have their own companies. Uh, some are retired. Some are retired teachers or uh, uh, first responders. I happen to be an attorney and a consultant, and so I have a company in addition to my law firm called Turning Point Strategies.
1: And what does Turning Point do? Um, is it a, It's a consulting company, but primarily how have you used this company to benefit oil and gas companies?
3: Well, the reason I called it uh, Turning Point Strategies, folks get to a point, whether they're very being very successful or they're about to hit a point where they they feel like they've reach that level of success, or they're having a difficult time. So they've reached a turning point, if you will, uh, with their business. And we wanted to help provide strategies to help them turn and help them make that the proper turn, whether it be to the left or the right or up. Um, and that's why we call it a turning point strategy. So we sit down with them and we help develop strategies on what they're trying to accomplish, what their goals are. Uh, it's not just about making more money necessarily. It might be about sustaining their business, or they realize that things have uh, changed, uh, not necessarily for the better, how do we help them to sustain themselves, their company to sustain themselves? Um, and, and, and so that's what we do. And we sit down and we consult with them. And then, of course, if they need legal services, then uh, if my law firm can help them, we help them there as well.
1: And with that being said, Senator Rusty, we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back within the Oil Patch Radio Show.
2: Ever feel like you've hit a wall with your business? Like you haven't been able to turn the corner on a new avenue for your company? Well, Turning Point Strategies is here to help. Turning Point Strategies is for those startup companies or companies that have been doing very well, but maybe want to move to the next level or are at a turning point. They're looking to think outside the box, and that's where we come in. We provide those different strategies to help them turn the corner at that point where they need consulting services at turning point strategies we can not only help you turn the corner we will give you insight on how to prevent yourself from hitting another plateau we have helped a lot of different companies at many different levels succeed call us today at 210-227-5678 again that number is 210-227-5678 and visit our website turningpointstrategies.com again that's turningpointstrategies.com are you at your turning point Hey folks, join Shale Oil &
0: Gas Business Magazine in partnership with the Corpus Christi Regional Economic Development Corporation for the second annual State of Energy event. Shale Magazine and the CCREDC will welcome industry leaders, business and community stakeholders for a discussion on the current state of energy sectors that include exploration and production, LNG and refineries and the industry's future opportunities and challenges in a disruptive market. Our keynote speaker will be Karen Harbert, president and CEO of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce's Institute for the 21st Century. We'll also have a special panel of speakers that you won't want to miss. It's all happening on October 12, 2016 at the Omni Hotel in beautiful Corpus Christi, Texas. Doors open at 11.15 and the speakers begin at 11.30 a.m. So get your tickets at the CCREDC website. That's www.ccredc.com. Again, get your tickets at www.ccredc.com. And we look forward to seeing you there.
1: And we're back within the Oil Patch Radio Show. Our guest today is Senator Carlos Aristi with the 19th District of Texas. And Senator Rusty, before the break, you were talking a little bit about your uh, consulting company called Turning Point Strategies. You know, there were a lot of companies that um, in the downward turn, its its it's been gone on for over a year. And there have been a lot of companies that either, you know, closed their doors, are not around, uh, maybe filed bankruptcy. And so there's a lot now of oil and gas companies and the service companies that are getting back to work. You know, we know that as insiders, it's not... Back to normal, but we certainly are seeing a lot more activity in the Permian Basin and in Eagle Ford. We see now rigs moving, and I see a lot more Halliburton trucks on the road. And, you know, there were not a lot of companies, uh, or some companies were not able to sustain themselves in this period of time. And I do believe that we will see now more companies coming out again trying to connect services because a lot of services were lost in this downward turn. And so this is an ideal opportunity for somebody who might want to get involved in oil and gas to contact you uh, through Turning Point Strategies to see how do I get involved and how do I start making these connections and get set up as a vendor to maybe do some work for a Halliburton or a, a Marathon Oil or a BHP Billiton. Um, and so I just, you know, it's hard to describe to companies that are thinking about how do I get back involved in it? Well, you get back involved with, it, with getting with a great company that can help you, give you some direction on how to make that happen.
3: Well, and I would add to that, and that's true. I remember when things were going really well and, and everyone was doing very well. Talk, I, I used to talk to, well, I talked to so many folks, and everybody would say, darn, I wish I'd gotten involved earlier. If I had only bought that land when the, the opportunity presented itself, if I had only partnered with that company. So everybody was, a lot of folks were saying that, well, it's, you've got to network. I mean, I think the trick to being uh, in a situation or in a position where when an opportunity presents itself is you have to network. And even though things are slow, I think now's the best time to network. You go to the different events. I mean, you're the, the events that Shell Magazine puts on and the one that had a couple of months ago that I attended – those are op- uh, opportunities to network and to meet folks and to get their cards. And so when a situation presents itself, you can look back at your Rolodex. I know that's not the right term anymore, but your Rolodex and say, hey, I remember meeting Kim Bilotto and with Shell Magazine or Carlos Uresti or whomever. Um, and you've, you've got that card in your Rolodex and there's a, an opportunity that could present itself.
1: I think that that's absolutely correct because there were so many companies who could not take that um uh, uh-huh. When the service companies asked, we need you as a vendor to um, rebate us, you know, at 15% or a 20%, there were companies that could not and they got dropped out. And now these service companies are looking to replace them with services like welders and, um, you know, mechanics or whatever it may be. So I encourage them. You also, though, are, uh, as you said earlier, you're an attorney. And so you also, in your downtime, uh, when you're not in session, are actually operating as a full time attorney here in the Bear County Courthouse. And And so the areas that you practice are what, Senator Ariste?
3: Well, I do civil work and I do some criminal defense work as well. Um, We have several lawyers in the building, in the office, and just about any issue that comes through the door, we're either we're able to help them, or I'm smart enough to know that like this might not be an issue that I've handled before, but there are plenty of other good lawyers uh, that could help you, and and I'm happy to refer them. to Try to help them, you know, find the right lawyer uh, to address their concerns or their needs, regardless of what it is, and and so that's what I try to do as well. There's never any downtime, Kim. By the way, I wish there was some downtime once in a while, but it. It's, there's, it's few and far between.
1: I really do appreciate the work that all of our elected officials do because it is sometimes what seems like to be a very thankless job. You guys do work a lot of hours. That takes away from your families. Um, you do a lot of traveling, and you have to be out in your districts. And, um, you know, we have a lot of elected officials that we interview here. You, Congressman Hurd, Congressman Babin. We've had quite a few. And, and I just realize how much time you guys give. It is a very... Uh, it is a calling to want to do a job and help represent the people of your state. And uh, you don't always get the thank you that you guys deserve. But, you know, I do want to thank you. We thank you. We appreciate you coming in and spending time with us here and talking a little bit about what's happening in a very important district. Again, the District 19 of uh, the state of Texas. Well, so, thank
3: you, Kim. And, and again, Shell Magazine does a great job. and I appreciate you having me on your show. But I'll tell you this. Um, Friday when I was in Del Rio, and we gave away 1,200 backpacks to those kids. That was 1,200 thank yous just by their smiles that I got. And then on Saturday, about 2,000 kids got backpacks. And so for me, that was plenty of reward.
1: Well, and that's really what makes a great elected official is somebody who kind of grabs and grasps the whole thing, which is you've got to give to your constituents, you've got to also be a great elected official, you've got to get bills passed, you have to know how to operate to get bills passed, so you have to have a great relationship with not just your Democratic friends, but you're also your Republican friends. Um, If somebody wants to get involved and they're in your district, or even outside of your district, or they want to uh, help with your uh, campaign, how do they get a hold of you?
3: Well, the best way is to go to my website, carlosuresti.com, carlosciresti.com, or they can call the office at 210-227-5678.
1: Again, give us that number one more time.
3: 210-227-5678.
1: Well, again, Senator Aristi, it was a pleasure having you in studio today. We look forward to having you come back when it gets closer to session so you can give us hopefully an update on some of the bills that you see coming down the pike that affect oil and gas. And uh, don't be a stranger. If you have some important stuff that you want to talk about, please feel free to come in and let's talk about it in the Oil Patch Radio Show.
0: It's always a pleasure, Kim. Thank you. Kim, Senator Uristi, thank you so much. And Senator, it's always great to have you in studio with us. And guess what? You get to be the focus of today's trivia question. And we're going to make it a simple one for you. All you need to do is be the first correct emailer to radio at shalemag.com. Again, that's radio at shale, S H A L E, mag, mag.com. And you're going to win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston. And here's the question get your emails ready. What district does Senator Carlos Uresti serve in? What district is he elected to? Again, be the first correct emailer to radio at shalemag.com, and you could win yourself a $75 gift certificate to the beautiful and yummy Palm Restaurant in Houston, Texas. Kim, great show today, and, and that's going to be a wrap. Hey, be sure and like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash in the Oil Patch Radio Show and on Twitter at Shale Mag. Until next week, folks, thanks for joining us. We love each and every one of you, and we'll see you next week.